Welcome to episode two of the Long Story Short podcast, a collection of side hustles, cool jobs, and interesting hobbies from your coffee shop regulars. I'm Eric Bush, the owner and head roaster here at Long Story Coffee. And for episode two, we are sitting with Mackenzie. Hi, Mackenzie Becker. <laughs> Mackenzie Becker, who is with MacBeck. Yes, MacBeck. I, I got that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Mackenzie is somebody that I have known for years now, but luckily we were able to reconnect from her just popping into the coffee shop, which Should is... Should we do a routine at the same oh time? Oh my God. We're not, I told you we're not bringing this up. So me and Mackenzie met years ago through mutual friends in high school from competitive cheerleading. Yes. You, yes. Who would have thought? <laughs> I do have a background in that. Wait, how many years were you a cheerleader? I was a cheerleader in high school for two years. Okay. Yeah. And okay. then in college as well. But oh, we a little bit. Okay, yes. amazing. Okay, so. Yeah. You you went on. I, I stopped, but yes. I had done it four years before that. So maybe we both have about eight years under our belt. I don't think eight. I think you got me beat on that one, but fifth grade like doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. But no, so we we knew each other from mutual friends and then one day when she wandered into the coffee shop, I don't know. Did you know that this was my coffee shop? No, or I had no idea. Okay. I had come here whenever I would come visit Belleville. I came here when it was the coffee shop previously. Yeah. So I just knew I wanted a really good cup of coffee. But my mom was like, oh, they switched owners and it's really good. So I wanted to come check it out. So, yeah. So I saw her sitting at the bar and did my thing of like, you know, reconnecting and being like, hey, do you remember me? Like we weren't friends in high school, but we had all like mutual friends. And then conversation started. And I think I asked what you were doing, you know, what you were, what your work life was. And you started going into it. And I was like, whoa, that, okay, that's really cool. I think I was sitting at the bar drawing that one day. And you're like, what are you doing? I was like, is this something? I had my iPad and I was drawing um, a bunch of pet portraits. So I had these zoomed in photos of dogs and I probably looked really silly. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So, Mackenzie, you do MacBex. Will you? So it is, I don't want to get this wrong. It started off as custom pet jewelry? A long time ago. Well, not a long time ago, but it started out in 2017. So I started making jewelry at my coffee table. So that's kind of like how it ended up being. I was just making accessories that I could afford for myself while I was kind of career switching after school and ended up just making jewelry that I wanted to wear and was posting it on my Instagram. And friends were like, oh, like I'd be interested in maybe like buying that. So I was just selling to friends and it was something that was cute. And then I was like, oh, I actually like really enjoy this because my background is in painting and drawing. And then my degree is in psychology. So like I was interested in like art therapy, education, teaching classes, trying to figure that out. So I was just enjoying making something again after working a corporate job that I didn't really enjoy. So yeah, just ended up making jewelry and friends liked it. And then I decided to just kind of keep it going and see what would happen. And it's grown from coffee table to now a small company. So, yeah. So when you first started with this, you said you were just like making jewelry at your coffee table. Was this like, had you made jewelry before or was this just the first time like (laughs) you were like you watched some YouTube videos and you were just like, I get it. I can do this. Yeah, it's definitely started from that. I will say I did have a tiny stint of like making jewelry with my mom when I was in high school but like it was like polymer clay jewelry so we did that for fun but like not actually like formal jewelry making so I started out with like whatever was super trendy in 2017 so that was like massive tassel earrings so I was making these really silly big tassel earrings and then I was like oh I actually enjoy jewelry making 
So I invested all the money that I made at this craft show I applied for for the holidays into metalsmithing equipment. So I bought metalsmithing equipment and I taught myself how to metalsmith over the next two years. Do you like? Do you know how like epic that sounds? Like I taught myself <laughs> how to metalsmith. This so. is one of my little <laughs> my little rings, but. But yeah, so I wanted to take, and thank you, that's very sweet. I wanted to take my illustrations and turn them into wearables. So my goal was to essentially hand cut metal illustrations that people could wear. So that's what I sought out over the next like two years. And then met a really amazing person who showed me laser cutting and was like, I know how to do this. You, I think your like illustrations would lend really well to industrial design. And she ended up taking some of my wearables and doing that. And I was like, oh, this is super fun and amazing. We can do so many colors and materials and I can explore a lot more with my craft. So her and I ended up investing in a laser cutter together. And we launched a collection of jewelry during COVID, which was super funny to have a photo shoot during COVID because everybody's like, you know, doing the thing. (laughs) But we took the money from that collection and we put it all into buying a laser cutter. So, and then grew my business with her for a couple of years. So, yeah. so is and the, her name is Polly Notero and she's a very amazing artist. <laughs> yeah. We'll make sure yeah. that we link her as well. Yeah, she's um, amazing. So is the majority of your jewelry, is it like all laser cut or is there other different styles that you do? Yes. Um, so for right now, it's mostly all laser cut design. And then Sometimes we'll implement a little bit of metal. I'm starting to like explore with like giving more like textural like overlays on top of the acrylic with resin. And then next year, our plans are to go into 3D design. So I want to be doing more like 3D model pieces, which can take us to a place where we might do fine jewelry. And then we also can do like really experimental, like fun uh, 3D plastic resin. There's like, is there a lot of finishing work? Because I did see you got like bolos. That's another big thing you do, right? Yeah. So it depends. There's, I mean, there's a bunch of different ways to do it, but I would say, yes, there is a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes (laughs) into it for sure. From the moment, like you're drawing it to the moment you're putting it into the package. It's like a really long process of work. But when you're recreating the same design over and over again, like these are our oyster earrings. They're like reversible, so you can wear them on both sides. Oh, okay, Um, yeah. These are a bit, you know, easier for us to be putting together because we make a lot of them. But for our custom pet portraits, they're like a one of a kind. So you can't get the the muscles in your brain to be like doing that over and over again. So it's a bit different. But yeah, the finishing work on those takes a really long time. So more into like the custom side of things and Mm -hmm. like the pet portrait side of things. Yes. Did you start, like, was that something when you started, you were doing these, like, pet portrait art, arts, jewelry pieces? Mm -hmm. Or was that something that, like, somebody approached you one time and was like, hey, can you do a custom piece? Yes, it was that. So I had somebody ask if we could turn their pet into jewelry. I think it was a couple of years ago. And we just did it for, like, one customer. And then last year, I went and did a residency in Italy. And so when I was coming back from that, we had had another customer ask for it as a custom piece. And I shared them on my Instagram and people were really excited about it. And I was like, you know, I just got back from Europe. I would love to like make a little bit of money right now too. So I ended up just putting the call out there and we got way more people interested in pet portraits than I thought. I actually think I like took on more work and was maybe underselling myself at the beginning of it, learning how the process of how to do it. But as of today, we've done almost 300 pet portraits in the last year. 
So, yeah. Is, is that all you, like, getting these photos, redrawing them for artwork? Like, mm-hmm. is that just, just you doing that? So I've had some people help me with back-end work. And then we've also created, like, a new pet portrait where it's essentially a plastic that looks like metal. So when it engraves, it engraves away black. So people will send us their photo and we make a photorealistic copy of it. And then so there's that version. And then there's the like color version, which is like almost like putting together a puzzle piece of like a dog's face or a cat's face yeah. um, in color and acrylic. So there's two two different versions of it. But yeah, I've had people help me with the we call it the luster acrylic. So I've had them help me with that version. And then the color acrylic. It's still on me at the moment, but we're gearing up really big plans to make it a bit more teachable to our team. So that's what the goal is for 2024 is to be able to grow essentially a MacBooks like pet shop. So you can like customize your pet on our website. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that's, I mean, you know, I think it's something that like sets you apart from other people of offering that customization. I mean, first off, it's your so art. It's so fun too. Yeah. Your art style alone is awesome. And I love that. Ooh, I'm curious. What's my art style? I, I like that. I don't know. I'm not, good, I'm not good at saying like, like, and it's like, you don't want to offend somebody in it, but. No, I like, get a lot of different things. So I'm curious what you think. It's like, I think of like, I don't even know the word for it. Like, I think of like Andy Warhol, like kind of that. Like pop art? Yes, Yes. pop art. Like I get like pop art from like the color schemes that you use and the style of it Mm -hmm. as well. Like it's like simplistic, but realistic. Mm -hmm. Like it's a little mix of both, like where I feel like the colors of it are like, you're not going too in depth with like shades and things like that, but you're using like full color for them. But like, I, yeah, it's really, really cool. I love it. I love to hear Um, fun. But then, like, with even with, like, the dog and pet, I guess, do you do cats, too? Yes. Have you ever gotten any other weirdo, like, animal requests? Has we somebody been, like... just did a longhorn. <laughs> oh. And the longhorn was really cute. It, like, actually was a bolo, so it was, like, this big. Oh so God. it was a really big horn. So, yeah, that was cute. This girl, she had ordered pet portrait earrings for her mom. And I guess it was their dog's gotcha day a couple of months ago. And her mom wore the earrings and got so many compliments on them that... It was so sweet. She was like, I'm buying them for my whole family. So she bought like <laughs> five pet portraits for her whole family. So her mom also had adopted a longhorn. So she got a longhorn Aww. bolo for her mom, which is very sweet. I mean, how do you just adopt a longhorn? That's I my don't. Other question. I, think, like, I think she probably rescued the longhorn, yeah. but now she just has one. It's very cute. His name's Tex. And he has this like, pretty much like the bottom half of Texas is like the top half of like his head or whatever. It's like the shape. He's really, really cute, (laughs) which is also the fun part about like doing the job with custom pets is that you don't ask for it, but people will send you the cutest information about their pets and they get really silly. Like this little baby loves carbs and they'll just get into all these little details that you would never need, but love. But gives you like that personal touch. Like, I guess when you're recreating it, like you You feel to get that energy of like the pet and be able to like, I don't know, design it with that in mind. So now people were doing that before we asked for it. So now we ask like, for cute information about their pet we ask for their instagram so when after we've like made it we photograph it so we can share it and share a bit about the pet too so 
We're hoping to do, we have so much information about pets. It's really funny. I didn't think I'd be sitting on this information. You have a whole now. booklet of like. Well, I'm like, it, it's definitely going to be something. I don't know what yeah. it'd be. Maybe it'll be like a coffee book or like, or a coffee table book or like something cute. I don't know. But we have a lot of info on people's pets and we've made a lot of them at this point. So, yeah. Now, here's my question. Is there a pet that like you're hoping that somebody reaches out to you? about like that they're like i got an iguana and i really want an iguana piece done like we're doing a snake right now okay we just did a pigeon yesterday pigeon like a race is it a racing pit did you get any information so this was really funny this really sweet man had ordered a pet portrait his cat and then he if he sees this he's gonna obviously know i'm talking about him this is really (laughs) funny so his emails crack me up he sends me an email about his cat. His cat's name was Castle Wasserson, which also was amazing That's to get. Beautiful cat. cat. And then he orders another one before his bolo arrived of Castle Wasserson. He sends me a really blurry photo of his pigeon in flight and says, <laughs> what is it? This is Pidgey. I hope you do birds. Like, just oh my God. To me without asking. I thought it was so funny. So the pigeon's name is Pidgey and we're hopefully he likes it I don't know we're gonna send him a photo today to make sure it's what he likes but it was very cute but an iguana would be cool you have fav- a favorite animal Ooh, I really like capybaras yeah I, like I don't know if I anyone's gonna have a pet capybara for you to do yeah, yeah. but and like have maybe... to be reached out to like a zoo or something <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, we would love to, like, you get a zookeeper. Yes. That, there you go. We okay, just got that would be very right, cute. Yeah. So in the future, if you're a zookeeper and you're listening to this. Contact me, please. Yes. Have me do all your zoo animals. Yes. You can, and then you can share fun facts about them, you know, the personal facts that, that yeah. Mackenzie loves. So I would also, I mean, I would love to hear fun facts about a capybara. They're such cute animals. Yeah. No, oh, that would be great. All right. So you mentioned previously too, earlier on that you came back from Italy. Yes. So. You want to tell us a little bit? You were doing a show in Italy. Oh, I was doing artist residency. Okay, artist yeah. residency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, how did that come to be? You know, what did you what did you do while you were in Italy? What did that mm-hmm. involve? You know, what, where is that going? So, yes. a little information. So, I was staying in northern Italy, which is an hour south of Milan in a region called Lombardy. So, the town is called Cremona. Cremona is a beautiful small Italian town known for the Stradivarius, the violin. So they have like a Stradivarius museum and they're very passionate about the violin because that's where it was created. So I found out about this art residency through a mutual art friend on the internet. They, I actually bought, I have, have you ever seen my phone case? It's like this really weird, funky yes, phone case. Yes, I have yes. seen it. Yeah. So also we should link <laughs> it's her. It's a modern art piece. Yes, like... we should link her too because she's amazing. So Bailey Kawa, she actually shared it onto her Instagram because she was friends with the person who started the art residency. So I actually found out about the residency through Instagram. I was like, you know what? This is really interesting. I'm going to apply. The residency is on a beautiful, like, 14th century monastery farm in Italy. So you're going to stay on this beautiful, regenerative farm with people who run a restaurant, make beautiful food, like... Tons of like, I think like 14 different cheeses. Like they do, it's a beautiful like yeah. farm, you know, so they're doing all these amazing things in the best Italian way that they can. So I'm like, I'm going to apply for this, even if I don't get it, like it's good for me to practice applying. Ended up getting into this residency with nine other residents. Maybe it was 10. Yeah, there was 11 of us. Okay. So 10 other residents. And we stayed on the farm for 14 days. So it was a two-week residency where it's self-directed, so you have the ability to make any project that you wish. 
almost in a way where if you wanted to pursue your craft there, you can in a really open-ended way and essentially work on a project as like research or something that could be a final project or something that's like piece that you take on with you like afterwards. So it's very open-ended on how you wanted to explore your craft. I decided to throw all of the jewelry by the wayside and decided to just do a bunch of random things that had nothing to do with my career. I was at a huge like crossroads in my life and just really needed a break. Yeah. And took that time to like really just reconnect with myself as an artist, connect with a brand new community of people that were like, honestly, the finest people I've ever met. They're (laughs) wonderful, wonderful people. And they're so talented. And it was 2022, so it was the summer when everything was opening up again from the pandemic. So people were at this, like, really, like, electric time in their lives where they were, like, ready for a really big change in their life. Like, all of us were, like, shifting in our careers. Like, I don't think anybody was, like, yes, this is, like, what I'm doing for my life and, like, I'm, like, sticking with it. A lot of people were very fluid and wanting to change where they were going artistically. So we were this beautiful bunch of people helping each other figure out what we wanted to do with our lives as artists Um, it was amazing got to eat like wonderful food we got to be taught how to make pasta bread so it was more than just like it was an art kind of thing it was also like cooking and big experience yeah. yeah so you could learn how to make cheese you could go milk the cows you could go out and work in the garden it was beautiful and then they also set up all these different excursions for us to do so we went to the Stradivarius Museum and there was a beautiful performance so to keep the violins intact they have to do performances with them so this wonderful violinist came and performed and their theater is like it looks like you're inside of a violin it's all wood and yeah it's really really wonderful so had that really amazing experience there they took us to a bunch of different wonderful places for food and people traveled in for a final exhibition at the end so People from all over Northern Italy came to see our final projects. So I had made a hand-painted poster for the residency for that like specific, like specific year. Mm-hmm. And then I did a collaborative cake with one of my friends who's an architect in Australia. So isn't that like out of your wheelhouse then? She's like... the baker. And I was really interested because maximalist cakes were really trendy. They still are. But they were really on the come up last year. And she was making cakes. And I was like, let's make a collaborative cake together, but use ingredients only on the farm. Yeah. So we sourced like plums and figs and like all these different fruits. We made everything in their kitchen and we made like this big cake together. And then it was the chef's birthday. So it ended up being his birthday cake. Hey, there you go. And then I also, I did teach a jewelry workshop. So I did also have that as part of my project because I was like, why not? There were a bunch of kids on the farm and other people visiting. So I did a jewelry workshop as well while I was there. Did they have like all of the materials that you needed for No, that was the fun part. I had to go explore and find like things to make. I ended up going to an Italian hardware store to get chain. So I used their chain to be able to make chain necklaces so we could make like charm necklaces and stuff. And that's actually stayed as like a motif in my business. I love that like style of chain. So we still have it like in the business today, just not from the Italian hardware store. Yeah. So yeah, that's the residency experience. And then I traveled a little bit in Venice afterwards and then just totally got shook and totally changed my whole life after that and ended up just like realizing I really want to pursue a life in Europe. So because I know when we were talking, you went out of town for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. What was that uh, over the summer? 
Yes. So it was for two months between August and October. So I actually just got back a couple of weeks ago. So was that an art show? I thought you were doing some kind of show or something. It was. So essentially within the last year, I've met a really lovely group of people outside of the residency who have been pursuing plans to open up a hostel on a small Greek island called Skiathos. So... (laughs) Yeah, I just ran across these people. No big deal. I met like this person at a yeah. Halloween party, and we really hit it off. Don't you love he's how those things? He's here a couple of times. He's really tall. He lives in Greece now, but he's dual citizen Greek. He had had all these plans with his friends, so they're like, during the busy season, we're gonna open up a hostel. And I was like, well, what are you doing with it when it's not busy? He's like, oh, we'll just travel and do all of that. And I was like, well, I don't want to impede on your plans, but I think <laughs> I have a really good like business idea if you're interested. And I pitched to his friends about running an artist residency during the off-season month. Yeah. So I'm going into business with them. We, fingers crossed, we found our building on Skiathos and we're hopefully going to be able to have it by the spring. So yeah, so I'm starting an artist residency in Greece is what I yeah. was doing while I was in Europe, was looking for the building and meeting with all of our like new uh, business friends. So when, like when you originally like, started this business and you know you had an idea of where it was going to go like did you think that this was going to be the path at all no i didn't think i'd be like looking at people's pets all day and then trying to learn greek at the same time yeah oh so you're like you're yeah trying to fully just immerse yourself oh into yeah it. definitely yeah. yeah it's going to be a huge part of my life and my identity now i really want to pursue a life in europe so that's a huge weird goal that not weird, but like weird is in like, it's hard to find a blueprint. You can't just like Google like how to be a traveling artist that like really wants to live in Europe as an yeah. American. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a path you have to really like pave for yourself. And there's a lot of growing pains around that. But no, I would have no idea I would have been up to this at all. I'm really glad that I am because I always knew I wanted to go to Europe. I just didn't know it would have such a huge impact on me as an artist. It's, yeah helped me define my style in more of a way as an artist and then also um, the way I want to actually like live my like everyday life. I'm really inspired by their lifestyle a lot too. So yeah, so I went there for the hostel and then um, starting the art residency. And then I also went to Italy before that. I had designed a collection of jewelry that was all inspired by my time in Italy last year. So it was called the Italia Capsule Collection. I think that's what I was yes. looking at. And You're we, behind the glass stuff that I was, I was yes. looking at. So. so we launched that collection from Italy. I went back to the residency for their exhibition this year. Met some new friends. We did photo shoots from like... Cremona to Siena. And so I got a lot of photos of the jewelry there and launched that collection actually from Greece. And then two pieces, no, three pieces, we got selected for the Venice Design Week. So I exhibited those pieces in Venice, which was around behind the little glass box. So then traveled back to Venice for that show. And then I came home. So, so, so it speaking, was a huge work trip, actually, yeah. but very fun. You were fun. all over. Uh, so yeah. speaking on those things, yes. too, like the the pieces, they were super interesting. So you Thank do you. like you've got your what oyster shell? It was oyster? like a jellyfish. You, okay. And then there was like a prawn. So like a big, big shrimp. I do remember seeing and that then, one. Have you ever seen the movie Call Me By Your Name? I have not. Okay. Really wonderful movie. It's set in the 80s with it's like Timothy Chalamet's like breakout movie uh, and Army Hammer. And they are in the 80s in northern Italy, essentially falling in love. So there's a piece about the two of them. There's like a scene where they pull this like beautiful like bronze statue out of this lake, Lake Garda in Sirmione. 
And so they're pulling it out and I took a different like statue motif from the movie and I recreated that as an earring that has like a peach that like dangles from it, which is also another kind of like component of the movie. But you had some like (laughs) foodie ones too, right? Like there was, there was like, there's a couple a, food items. So I did a tortelli e pomodoro, bolo and earrings. So it's like a heat formed like ravioli, essentially, with a little glass charm of a tomato on the yes, bottom. Yes, that one was awesome. Yep, I loved you. that. Thank you. Yeah, I've, I looked at my collection last night and I realized it's majority food. And I'm like, I am <laughs> up to something right now. <laughs> you said I enjoyed my residencies a little too much. Yes, like, I really it, enjoy also like tiny fake food too. Yeah. So now I'm really getting into it in the well, studio. The, <laughs> your like art photos that you displayed of them too are so cool because like oh, thank they you. were like you had them like in plates with the food and yes. things like that too. So Yes, to eat but not to eat, but yes. I actually, I got very lucky. So in Siena, I was in this beautiful Airbnb our friends had picked out. Got a crazy, like, situation to be able to be in this place. Have you ever, have you been to Italy or been in... I'm not lucky enough to go to Italy. Okay, well, when you you do, Siena is a crazy cute little place. It's like a medieval fortress town. Okay. All the way up in the hills in Tuscany. It's very cool. And also, you just feel like you're going back in time into this, like, medieval era. So, like, walking into this town is also really interesting. But anyway, we decided that we were going to totally recreate this Airbnb into, like, a dinner scene. And my friends cooked dinner and modeled and did all the hand modeling for me. And I took all the photos and everything. So... It was a dinner party in an Airbnb and for so that, a photo shoot. All that food then was made by like you and your friends that were in yeah, those photos. Yeah, by my friend Genevieve. It wasn't yeah. just some like professional She's like. She's the person I made the cake with at the residency uh, the previous year. Okay. Yeah, so she made. It was like a sardine pasta. Yeah. She made for us, and it was, and then we had like a burrata salad. So all so, were those noodles all handmade then too? Like they did, were fresh noodles. Like, yeah. Like cranked out. We got them from the gro- we did all the grocery uh, shopping yeah. there, but we got them from the grocery store fresh. So yeah. I'm I'm guessing in Italy, like everything is basically. That's their thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Especially pasta. It's like you're not going to go there and just buy a a cardboard box of pasta. And if you do, do, it's going to be pretty good. So, (laughs) yeah. So very cool. Um, So I know I wanted to ask you, like, what is your all time favorite thing about it's it, it, it is Mac Beck's? Is that the name of the business then? Yes. So Mac Beck's. So Mackenzie Becker, first half of my first name, first half of my last name. And then it was actually my Instagram handle when I created, started creating jewelry. Yeah. And my, I actually was working at a coffee shop when I started making jewelry. And so my manager at the time was like, just use your Instagram handle. It's actually like pretty good. And I was like, yeah. okay. Right. Cause I was thinking about it way too much about the name. And so. That stuck in it felt pretty good. People were, they were calling it like Macbeths for a while. Like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. so I had to get over that hump, but after that, it was fine. But so what is your favorite thing like about Macbeths? Like what, mm-hmm. what is, what gets you up in the morning? Like, or like what comes across your table and you're like, Oh my gosh, yes, this is my favorite part of this business. I think the community building around it, which was something I didn't expect being able to have people, I think. It's an affirmation and also knowing that people are carrying it on with themselves, that they are allowing our accessories to be part of their story. And I think that that's a really interesting way to like think about like I'll get messages of like, oh, I had like a job interview and I wore your jewelry to like make me feel really confident, you know, or like I had like a really big celebration in my life and I wanted to wear your jewelry to really like amplify that moment. 
that, so I that like, is like something that's going to be permanent. That like they're taking that with them and they're going to remember that. And I'm part of, of people's it. memories in a way. And yeah. like our business is part of people's memories. I love that's my favorite part is that I can use my creativity to like amplify people's stories. Yeah. And yeah. then like I, I hope that in the future when they're, you know, looking at their jewelry stand later on and they see that piece, it reminds them of that like time that they had. I'm, yes. And like, it makes them feel really good. I yeah. think that that's something that's really important too. And we need that joy in the world right now very yeah. much. So yeah. on on the flip side, mm-hmm. what what do you not like? What's your least favorite part about finances? It? Somebody else can do that. Finances, yeah. Like, <laughs> like I need like a accountant, a CPA, bookkeeper. I yeah. want it super far away from me. And I want somebody to just like give me my paycheck <laughs> and they deal with all of it. Yeah. That's the only part I do not enjoy because oh, I, I, I don't want to exist over there. I want to be able to be creative and run the business and be doing the things I'm good at and then yeah. hire somebody who's really good at those things to handle that for me. I can 100% appreciate thing. that. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. So You want to roast coffee. Yeah. You want to enjoy like your employees. You want to enjoy connecting with your customers. That's but, why you started you know, your business. But then when you start out, and you can't pay somebody to do all that stuff. Yeah, you're, you're like, I don't want to spend nine hours staring at QuickBooks. Like, yes. not my kind of day. So, so no, I completely get that. Well, yeah. I'm hoping that for both of our sakes, yes. we're both getting farther away from that. So we're as both we... looking for a really good CPA, bookkeeper, and accountant. Well, yeah, you so might have one, but. I, uh, I mean, I've got a Okay, I've got so we're accountant. looking <laughs> So good, like, financial advisor. You'll get plan. a two for one uh, for yes. both of our businesses. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Um, so, I guess, so, like, what is what's the future plan then like where where are you heading now like i know you mentioned you know moving to europe Mm -hmm. and is that like is it going to be 100 percent you're going to be in europe you know year round or are you going to see like a mixed living situation i think i'm going to be living dual because also like i'm not a european citizen so i'm going to have to figure out seeking out citizenship or get a visa or something like that for the future but for right now, I know that our sites are me being in Europe probably five months out of next year, sporadically, yeah. just because I can do 90 days at a time in Europe and then I have to come back or I have to go out of the Schengen area and then I can go back into okay. Europe, even if it's like for like a couple of days. So probably about half the year will be spent in Europe, I would imagine, next year. For early 2024 plans for next year, we were accepted into Munich Jewelry Week in Germany. So I'll be traveling to Germany at the end of February, which is is nerve wracking, but also really exciting. The beautiful thing about Europe is that they really celebrate contemporary jewelry. And so I'm trying to immerse myself in a group of people who are really into my niche. So is that what you is that how you would describe? We were talking about how we described it. Is that how you would describe your jewelry then? Yes, you I think you described it in ways that a lot of other people do for my style but yeah just to talk about it as a whole yeah contemporary jewelry yeah so yeah like did i get it wrong no 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 no. the style you (laughs) totally nailed people will say that sometimes they'll say like in the past maybe a little bit more i got a lot of like lisa frank with like really big pop art colors so i get pop art a lot but yeah so going to munich in february and then well i'm going actually to greece in december and i'll be there for a whole month and then coming back going to New York and then Munich and then coming back and then we'll probably spend spring and part of summer in Greece and then fall in Greece as well. So we're starting up the hostel and then I'm going to try to host my first residency in the fall of next year. So the goal is to have three residencies a year. But to answer your question, yes, I'm seeking out a life in Europe and we'll probably be gearing to live there 
full time in the next like five years. So if you just looked at like your travel schedule, it would be like, oh my gosh, like she's living the life. Like this is great. It's motivating but... me right now to be like, okay, when I'm in America, I'm working super, super hard. Yeah. And when I'm in Greece or when I'm in Europe, I'm networking and working really hard, but also living the way I really want to live, you know? Yeah. So my lifestyle is like, very different yeah but so. like outside looking in it's like man you were just traveling all over europe but then on the other side of things you're like it's gonna be a ton of work like i'm going yeah, there it's gonna be expensive yeah like it's not gonna be just a fun vacation trip yeah. it's like you're you're sourcing things you are like probably visiting a bunch of places you are preparing and like, like shaping and changing my life which is like ooh, it's yeah. like it it's amazing and exciting and i'm so blessed and thankful but also when you know you're going through those really big moments of change, you're like, ooh, this is going to be like a weird year, but really exciting year. So I'm excited to see you. I'm excited to watch this interview next year and yeah. see how much I've changed Let's do over that. next yeah. year. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I'm going to start wrapping things up. Just a few more questions for okay. you. So we were, you're talking about, you know, the, the whole scope of your business and, you know, moving to Europe and, and making your business both a u.s and european based business like mm -hmm. so is this your full-time gig yes it's been my full-time gig since 2019 in november so right before the pandemic i went full-time really yeah. so because i know you said like it started as like a coffee table yes. gig like it just immediately like you started doing this and you were just like not going back to work we're done this this is it like, i was actually forced <laughs> out of my job essentially like, yeah. I, had, I was working at a bakery so i ended up leaving the coffee shop job for a really amazing job at a bakery in kansas city called swoon gonna throw them out there they make beautiful custom sugar cookies yeah and they're honestly like little art pieces so we were doing really fine decorating and they're for you know events and for people to enjoy and celebrate so i was working that job during the day and then at nighttime i was going to the studio till 2 a.m and then on the weekends i was doing like all weekends so i was working like 80 hour weeks for yeah. almost two years so did that and really was like okay i can do this this is really great but then i realized when i got this really big job to collaborate with an artist who's in washington her name's phoebe wall she's a service designer and children's book illustrator She's amazing. She asked me to turn her art into wearables. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is really interesting. So I was metalsmithing at the time. So I was turning her art as like metal pieces into jewelry. And that required me to literally leave my job. My like it was just too, too many hours. It was going to take me almost two months to complete the order. Yeah. Because it was around... I think it was around 600 to 800 pairs of jewelry wow. handmade. And, so, that, and is that like two months of like, if you did it as a evening thing, or is that two months of like, I'm doing this full time throughout the day? Full time, months? 10 to 12 hour day. So, I can only imagine what it would have My taken. My parents were like, Mackenzie, <laughs> let somebody laser cut it for yeah. you and then you can finish it. When it comes to you, and I like couldn't let it go. Oh, I know those. I those couldn't first break the ego when I was projects, younger. right? Yeah. Like you're like, no, I have to have control. Like it has to be like, perfect. Yeah. yeah, and then broke up with my ego over the last couple of years, and I'm like, great, like let's like let me do my design, and I can do the finishing work, and that's totally yeah. fine. But my boss was like, Mackenzie, why don't you leave? And <laughs> in a nice way, I hope. In a super nice <laughs> why, way, she was like, leave? she was like, you clearly need to like take care of your business right now you don't look it, like you've slept in weeks Mackenzie. yeah she like, was like the cookies are looking a little weird <laughs> mm -hmm. 
But she was like, if you need to come back in January, you can. If you don't, great. Then you're full time and you're going to go for it. So she gave me a huge push to go full time. And I also had the amazing support to know I could get my job back if I wanted to. And then I never went back. That's great. Yeah, yeah. that's so awesome. I love love this whole story. Like, and thank you. Thanks for letting me tell you. I know. So it's been six. I feel like you got the gist now. Yeah, six years in the making. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My my business is a first grader. Oh, yeah. That's exciting though. So, and then big big plans moving forward. Like, yeah, even even bigger. Like uh, unexpected, but also can't even believe all these plans evolved in the last years. Yeah. So I'm curious to see what the next five to ten years really brings. Yeah. So what is like what is the like you retire like if you were sitting down at like retired you know years from now like oh, gosh. looking back like where what what is the end goal like what do you see how big is the business going to get like what is what's, what's your idea behind that that's a really interesting question because when you said end goal i like pictured myself like swimming in the sea like that's <laughs> Like, like, like I'm just floating in the middle of the ocean. Like. Just enjoying myself when I'm like really old. So yeah. I'm like, I'm like, okay, that's where we want yes. to be. So, so does that mean like, like, do you, like, do you see this being, I mean, obviously you're going to be in two countries yes. running a business. Like, do you see this as like a global brand? Do you ever want yes. it to be that big? So that is a huge goal is that I'm trying to also build a base of operations to expand our business to Europe. So I'd like to hope over the next five years, we can grow the company enough to where we can have a base in Europe, depending on the island that we're on, I think could be a really amazing place for a studio. But as far as like a full base of operations, I'd probably have to pick like Athens or like Milan, like a bigger city for international shipping. Yes. And then also to like a tiny Greek island and dealing with shipping is like a whole another thing. The island that we're on doesn't have addresses. So when you get mail, they have to call you. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so they're gonna they're gonna get to know you really well, I'm guessing, being a business there. there like a month and I feel like I walked away with some like people I could have had as lifelong friends and still will when I go yeah. back. So so yeah, but the goal is to have a studio there, probably a small store on the island as well. Cause it it attracts like the population is five thousand, but it attracts over a hundred thousand people for yeah. their tourist season. So so is that like is store like do you do you plan on having multiple stores like are you you think that at one point like you're gonna go to like LA and like gonna be walking down the boulevard and you're gonna be like oh man like here's a Mac Bex right here I gotta stop in that like, would be I think I would giggle if that ended up happening if I had stores everywhere I would just be like tickled that I actually pulled that off yeah but I have no idea I'm no? really I'm really not sure existing online has been a way I've been able to grow my business without a lot of overhead. Yes. But when I do pop-ups and I see all the things assorted together, I'm like, man, I'd have a really cute store if I opened one up. So I think it's going to have to be like the right place, the right time, all of that. I think, I don't know, it'd be really silly, but I really think my first storefront will be probably in Europe if I had to guess. Yeah. So, I mean, then... You know, that's something that's bragging rights right there. Like if you're if you got a little European jewelry store and then you finally open one up in the US and it's like, oh, this is our second location. Yeah. Our first, you know, like if people came our first is on a little island that you'd have to come and visit during tourist season. If like, people came all the way out there to see that, I would be like, OK, like, let me make you dinner. Let's like go out on the boat. Yeah. Like 
I'll make it a whole occasion for somebody to travel that far to come and like see my work, which would be super cool. But that's what I'm hoping with the artist residency is to be able to bring artists from all over the world to collaborate, connect with each other, and then also to build a greater network of support for each other because it's the first time really in history that artists have the ability to sell their goods in such a way that they're not having to rely on all of the old school platforms to do so. So like we have a greater ability to connect with each other because of our freedom to create in this way. So I would love to be at the like little beginning points of that and help these connections for other artists so that they can infect their own communities with their creativity to have those like wonderful experiences together so it's great it's all about community and like i feel like that's a good way to like wrap it all up and bring it, it all back home like which is why i'm know, sitting we, here talking to yeah, you yeah right? we, we talk about connecting with the community and you know i'm so glad that we got a chance to reconnect me too um, and i'm so glad that, this coffee like, shop is here and i'm not tuning your own horn but i will <laughs> it's amazing i love that i live four minutes away and i can get like a really good cup of coffee that like not to talk any smack but like i couldn't do that in bobo since i left for school and it's amazing kansas city has such good coffee we're very spoiled yeah. there so coming here and getting an amazing experience with one of probably my favorite restaurants also in bobo yeah. their yeah. food is phenomenal too like i don't know where i'm spoiled so now too what are you what are you uh drinking what's your go-to a little latte my go-to is definitely a cortado I think people know when I show up that I'm ready to have. A I know. I was gonna say. Normally, I see you drinking a cortada. You got your. Like you got a full latte here. Yeah. Bit, yeah. So, mm-hmm. No, very cool. But yeah. no, thank you, Mackenzie. Again, so Macbex. Yeah. So how can people find you? Like, if they're looking for you, what's yes. the best way to get a hold of you? Instagram is great if you want to see what I'm up to. Email is best if you want to do custom work, <laughs> which is also on my website. The Capybara custom yeah, artwork. Yeah, if you're a zookeeper, <laughs> please email me today. Yeah. And then my website, macbex.com. So, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mackenzie. I, you know, look forward to hanging out with you as long as you are here in the States yeah. and when you come back to visit. But, you know, definitely check her out. We're going to try and make sure we plug everyone that you have mentioned as yes, well. I'll send all them of, to you. Yes. All the amazing artists. Ooh, and-, and we're trying to grow our team. So this is a little, yes. a little call out if anybody sees this, if you're artists and you're local and you're interested in being part of the business that you just heard about we're looking to grow our production staff so reach out to me i was gonna ask you if i could put like a little flyer up here yeah there you go this is my formal way of asking yes that is i i'm completely okay with that we're community driven so definitely if you are looking come find mckenzie yeah we'll have a link for her uh, email as well on the bottom of this so find her on social media reach out there or send her an email if you're looking to be part of a cool art community but yeah thank you so this was super fun episode two in the books long story short a podcast about our interesting hobbies side gigs all the fun people that come through the coffee shop i'll have a better outro as we get farther into this i can't wait to see how it evolves uh, it's gonna be fun so thanks and for everybody listening look forward to episode three and talking with our next guest